Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Henninger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Brian Heminger. The At Odds Podcast is back. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have an awesome show in store for you guys today. Uh, obviously, big news ticket item, especially for an Ohio guy like myself. They, Major League Baseball announced today Chief Wahoo is gone. So we will definitely be talking about that. We'll be taking uh, your comments in our live chat room. We'll be taking your phone calls at 347-850-8386. So that's going to be the main sub focal point of the episode. We'll get into a couple other things as we go along. But without further ado, let's bring in my co-host for tonight's show and for every show, Silky Smooth, Brandon Sharples. Brandon, how you doing, man? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am tonight's entertainment. And we have a good show, a great show. I have plenty of thoughts on this Chief Wahoo bullshit. I have plenty of thoughts <laughs> on uh, Michigan State sexual scandal and other sexual scandals. So uh, I'm ready to set it off. I'm ready to go. What do we? Awesome. What do you got going on? What's What's been going on with you? I, I, you did a podcast with uh, one of our friends, Brandon Gerber. Yeah, it was great. I mean, he just drove over on a Saturday. We chilled. We recorded a podcast for about an hour and a half. We just bullshitted. He he kind of wanted to tell my story a little bit about how I got to write about UFC and the Indians and got a job at a newspaper, like without getting a journalism degree and all that stuff. And I mean, it was it was really interesting. And like he kind of it was, it was kind of like a motivational thing almost like what happens when you chase after what you care about instead of just doing what everybody tells you to do type of thing. So nice, I mean, it, it's kind that's of cliche, but that's kind of my story. Oh, that's good. So his is garbage, right? That's a, that's the name yes, of the podcast. Garbage. So I figured we'd give him a shout out. Oh yeah. yeah for Especially he, oh, he we, gave we, us a shout out. So. Yeah, we, we grew up with this kid, and his brother is one of my best friends of all time. I love the guy, and uh, kind of brought me and Brandon a little bit closer. So, uh, yeah, figured I'd give him a shout-out. Garbage is a podcast. He just kind of sits around, shoots the shit, just talks about his everyday life and what's going on. So it can be entertaining for whoever likes that kind of thing, and uh, go check it out. But uh, as far as me, my son got uh, positive for the flu today. He's oh, now a statistic in this year's uh, in this year's the flu epidemic. So, yeah, I had to take him to the doctor, got him some medication, and now he's uh he's sitting on his ass right now watching some Uncle Grandpa. That show's ridiculous. I don't know if you've ever seen Uncle Grandpa, but it's supposed to be a kid show, oh. but it's funny as shit. It's funny as shit. So if anybody needs to check that out, that should be one of Hem's gems is Uncle Grandpa for those <laughs> who've never heard of it. But yeah, so yeah, I, I I've had a fun day. I didn't go to and then going to work today to stay home with my sick child. So if anybody uh, anybody knows the flu can be pretty nasty, but I got him in there before he starts shitting his pants. <laughs> so so I'm feeling good. I caught it early. So there we go. yeah, if you want to, yeah, yeah, I figured I'd give you guys a little update what's been going on the last couple of days. So all right, man, let's hop into this Chief Wahoo situation. All right. Yeah. So. Well, before we get to anything with the Chief Wahoo, let's let's go with our own personal stances on it, okay? Like me personally, sure. I understand that some people might be upset about it. I mean, yeah, it's an Indian face and it's red, and that's not how Indians look. It's clearly a stereotype. Okay, whatever. But it's not like he's doing anything terrible. I mean, he's just smiling. Um, and Chief Wahoo, to me has just always been the image of the team that I've loved more than any other sports team in any other sport my whole life. One of my first memories of Chief Wahoo was painting it onto pumpkins at my grandparents' pumpkin patch. Uh, and they would sell pumpkins along Route 19 north of Oak Harbor. And 
and I every white gourd I would paint a Chief Wahoo logo on there, and then we'd get to sell them for more because they were special. And I was really good at it because I was pretty good at drawing shit and painting stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just a really fun thing that I loved to do. So, and I've always been a fan of doing stuff like that. And I've always, you know, had a sentimental value with the Chief. You know, my dad got me a. Uh, an Indians baseball cap at the first baseball game I ever went to at old municipal stadium. And it was just a plain blue hat with a red bill and a chief Wahoo logo on the, on the front. And that's just the basic Indians hat. And it was amazing. And I've always kept that with me. It's got sentimental value. You're, all, you're, all, you're always into drawing shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're so you're, I remember you used to always have to draw those dicks. Remember that? And the dick treasure chest. Dicks. <laughs> What? <laughs> You've never seen Super Bad at me? Jesus oh, okay. Christ. Okay, I didn't realize what you were going with here. I was like, I don't remember drawing dicks. Hey, like, I drew a I'm off the shit. fucking cuff. I'm off the cuff here. You gotta roll up me on this. You're like, dicks? I never drew any dicks. I thought you were actually going with something there. Like something that actually this happened. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Slander me, will okay. you? so yeah so so that's my my stance with chief wahoo like it's got a personal like thing with me i understand some people don't like it but i don't know it just it feels like it's more outside pressure to me from people that aren't actually even getting offended like hurt by it like it's more upset white people that are being offended in place of like native american people like they're 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 personally offended for them more than actual native american people are if that makes sense no it makes total sense because that's just that's the day and age we live in right now Mm -hmm. so i want to get your thoughts on chief wahoo dude it's just a fucking indian face and he's smiling if anything Mm -hmm. he's doing them justice because he looks happy yeah, it's a little stereotypical. He's a red Indian and, and blah, blah, blah. That's the team colors. And quite frankly, every mascot back in the time, this when was this created? Like in the 40s? Was Chief Wahoo created? Yeah, the 40s or 50s. Yeah, I think it was like 48, something somewhere around there. The old Chief and, Wahoo was way worse. And it was like kind yeah. of, you know, brownish skin. It looked, it looked, no, I thought, yeah, way I worse. remember. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Everything was just so corny back then. That's just the, the the cartoon style back then. I mean, even cartoons were stereotypical of every race, color, creed, everything. You know what I mean? It was just the stereotypical back then. And I don't think it was meant to be in such a negative, harsh way. I think it was just more along the lines of that's how people viewed things back then. And that's how they, you know, drew things, you know? And uh, characters in movies were like that. And I think that with Chief Wahoo, this is just an iconic image. I hate the fucking Indians. I do not want this to go away because it's an iconic image of baseball in general. It's as I, it, it's almost as iconic as the uh, Yankees pinstripes at this point in time. You know what I mean? The Indians are, are a, 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 an old franchise with, with just tons of Hall of Famers and, and all-time greats that wore that Chief Wahoo and, and, and everybody you know loves that. Everybody has t-shirts and hats with that on there. And it's, it's not an angry looking... It's not like they're taking into the stereotypical of a fucking drunk Native American and he looks all hammered. You know what I mean? He's just smiling and he's mm-hmm. excited and he's just ready for ball time, you know? And and like I, I just to play on what you said, it, it just seems like I've talked to Native Americans about this um, in regards to the Washington Redskins. When I lived in Arizona mm-hmm. for those six years, <clears throat> um, there's tribes all over where I lived, and I and I was personally friends with a lot of people that were. 100% Native American. Some of them lived on on reservations and stuff like that. I played poker with them at the casinos. I even dated a girl one time who was who was a full Native American, and uh, they they don't care about that kind of shit. Like one out of fifty says, "Yeah, I think it's a little sketchy," but nobody's outraged. And you ever look mm-hmm. into these comment sections of all the shit online, whether it be against Native African Americans, Native Americans, Mexicans, anything. You always see these social justice warrior white people like trying to go to bat for these for these other races, like almost to try and uh, be like, hey, look at me. I'm not racist. I'll go to bat for you. Like, give me attention. Give me attention. I, I, I'm right there at the forefront. I'm fighting, you know, whatever. So they like 
it's almost like they pick and choose shit. So there's plenty of things that are racist towards Native Americans that don't have anything to do with Major League Baseball. And I think changing this is outrageous, and it's not going to change anything for the Native Americans. Nobody's going to feel any better. They're still the Indians. They're still the Cleveland fucking Indians. And some Native Americans don't like to be called Indians. They felt like that's a white man's name for them, so they like to be called Native Americans. Are you going to change the Cleveland Indians' name? That's if my not, fear. Is yeah, if not, this why are you changing their logo? They still say Indians mm-hmm. across their chest. And everything that they ever have won, everything that's ever come out of people's mouth about Cleveland Indians says Indians, 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 Indians. Either you change the name or you leave Chief Wahoo alone. Because what's going to be the new mascot? Like, are they just going to have words? Is that pretty much it? Just going to say the scroll scroll across the chest? I mean, it's stupid. You know, I, I, I just don't like it. I, they got the C. They're going to have the C. It's like, whatever. So, yeah, I'm right with you. I thought that was complete horse shit. I don't agree with any of this political correctness shit. As long as they're not calling, you know, as long as teams aren't calling themselves the N-word or the the S-word for Mexicans, you know, anything like that, then there should be no problem. That's all I have to say about Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Well, I've got a couple more things. I mean, it seems like the reason that they decided to do this is they basically make, like, uniform decisions, like, a year in advance. And next year, like Under Armour is going to be making the uniforms. So uh, if they were going to make an announcement about the Indians not having Chief Wahoo on their uniforms, um, then this was the time to do it. Because otherwise, I mean, they couldn't do it, say, because it's not like they're saying that Wahoo won't be there this year. It's a year from now. So we still got one more year. And I bet the Indians merch goes through the roof because everybody wants to stock up. Uh, on all their player jerseys and shit because they're not going to be on the field with Chief Wahoo anymore. So it probably did a good thing for Cleveland Indians business (laughs) making the announcement. Um, The other thing is uh, they'll still actually be selling some. Yeah, they'll still actually be selling Chief Wahoo related stuff because they have a trademark on it and they won't want anybody else to profit off of it. So to do that, they have to keep selling it. They just won't be on the field with it starting in 2019, which is interesting. Gotcha. And then also, it seems to me like it's not something that the Indians wanted to do, but they met with the commissioner last year before they announced that the All-Star game would be in 2019 in Cleveland. And I'm pretty sure that the commissioner told them, hey, if you want the All-Star game again, then you have to not have the Chief Wahoo anymore. Yeah, I had read I'm somewhere almost that, certain um, that's what happened. I mean, it's got to be. And and that's a lot of money that's going to be coming in from that weekend, the All-Star week. So mm-hmm. and they don't, I guess they won't coming. want Chief Wahoo at the All-Star game next time. Yeah, and they'll, so have, you know, they'll have people coming into the too. Casino Jack. But I know for a fact, I know for a fact that Rob Manfred was pressuring uh, Paul Dolan, which if people don't mm-hmm. know who that is, that's Cleveland's chair, chairman and chief executive that makes a lot of the decisions for the Cleveland Indians. So, and Manfred is obviously the commissioner of baseball. So he was pressuring Dolan to make this change for a while now, over at least over a year. So it finally came. So now mm-hmm. I'm interested in yeah, the uh, Dolan's. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You said you know you're interested. Yeah, in I would. I'm interested to see the the domino effect it has across all sports. You got you got to think about it like you got the Chicago Blackhawks, you got the um <clears throat> you got the uh, Florida State Seminoles, you know, you got the Washington Redskins. I mean, any other team that has has to deal with in Indian culture, Native American culture. I mean, they might all take a hit on this and have to change their entire culture and history because of this shit. So this really sets a precedent. For uh, across the sports world, across the entire country in general, so mm-hmm. people need to kind of understand. Tell. Yeah, they can. They can, when, so when I, decisions like this are made, they, people that are involved in this decision making process, they need to understand where this takes things. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's not just yeah. you're not just changing one little thing. I mean, you're you're really setting a precedent for other things, and not just Native American culture. Like, there's gonna be other people there, like like Notre Dame, are like I'm Irish. 
I don't want to be subjected to the fighting Irish and that all Irishmen are just drunk fighters. I, I take offense mm-hmm. to that. My family came over here and worked their ass off to, to build this country, and now you're just going to use me as some cartoon character on a football field. You know, and that's just that that could be used. Shit like that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Fuck them. <laughs> I know I say that I just cussed a lot there in two seconds, but I'm I'm fired up about this now. <laughs> I'm fired up. <laughs> good, good. Because, yeah, there's some more things I had to say about it. Um, to me, I'm I'm definitely worried that they're going to go after the Indians next, like the actual name. Yeah. Uh, even though it is kind of like, granted, it's not uh, the most accepted, but it is actually like in the definition, it it is something that counts towards a way to say Native Americans, it's Indians. Like it's actually approved, like it's in like government language and stuff. Like there's stuff called like the Indian Act and. So uh, yeah. I, I'm definitely a little concerned that they might even just change the team name next, that they'll be going, oh, you got rid of the, the red-faced mascot. That's not enough. There's no, It's never enough to appease me. So will they go for the name enough. next? And, uh, and I can tell you right now, maybe the national reaction is their relief that they're, they're happy that they made the change. But if you've seen Facebook today and you and I are both from Ohio, everybody on my feed is pissed off about it. <laughs> Every single person, my whole Facebook feed is just filled with stuff about uh, a whole bunch of crybabies. Like people saying that there's just a bunch of crybabies out there that made them take away Chief Wahoo. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of love for Wahoo, like on all that stuff on uh, on Facebook, on Let's Go Tribe, on but like, if you go to stuff where uh, people are definitely a little more left leaning, like they're all celebrating, kind of. Yeah, well, of course oh. they are. They think they made. They think they made some sort of difference. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's just a bunch of shit. Whatever. Well, I, 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 don't I did have like something funny I wanted to bring you up about this. Um, one of the top anti-chief wahoo activists um his name is robert roche r-o-c-h-e he uh got charged with stealing seventy-seven thousand dollars in grant money meant to benefit native americans in northeast ohio like that's one of the people (laughs) that is like leading the charge against chief wahoo and and he just stole from everybody. Guess why he's like, the one leading the charge. He wants to be at the forefront of these issues so that people trust him with these issues and they send him money. And he, you know what I mean? He can rip people off. It's just people manipulate the system that, that way all the goddamn time. They, you know, they, they pretend to be a part of a cause. They pretend to be a certain kind of person so that they can manipulate others and do their bullshit. So that guy, Mr. Roche, all, he didn't give a shit. He just wanted to play. He wanted to play the system. He wanted to play that card so he can fuck people over, and it worked. And now it's not. <laughs> so yeah, that's, those are just manipulative people that you can't trust. So it's not. It's not surprising to me because that's just what. You, that's where you you see that shit all over the place. Manipulative mm-hmm. people. So well, there is one more thing to bring up about this: is what do the Indians use instead? They have the block C, but I mean, it's so boring. There's already yeah. a two red C logos in Major League Baseball. The Reds have one and the Cubs have one. So did the Indians keep keep up with the block C when there's already two other C's as their main logo? Um, I hope not. It's, it Seriously, it's super boring. I will admit that one of my favorite hats has a block C logo, but there's more to it than that. There's other shit going on on the hat. Um, so I think that that makes it cooler, but like they need, I really hope that they come up with something cool. Like maybe it includes like a feather or something like maybe you don't want to have a big red chief Wahoo face. Okay, fine. But have something related to native Americans. I don't want a tomahawk. I don't want like a full on like picture of an Indian with the headdress or something, but just something that's like subtle that's Native American related, I think could be cool. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I just that's what I'm hoping for, and I don't want just another C because it seriously C's are so fucking boring. So that's just my two cents yeah, on it, though. Yeah. No, I get it, and you know, like I'm a you know I'm a huge Texas Rangers fan, and ours is a Ranger cap, Rangers captain. He's like a horse, but it's mm-hmm. fun for the kids, and it's meaningful to you know Texas Rangers. You know, they're always riding horses and shit like that. So it's you know you got to find something that is like it means what your team name is, like you just said. It has to be something related to the Indians, and I think that at this point, I don't see where that where you could find anything related to to Native Americans that won't be offensive. So it mm-hmm. is probably on that tank on the time where you either just keep the block C and have the scroll uh the scribble Indians cursive or whatever the hell you want to call it. Scribble. Or you just change it. Yeah, scribble. It looks like fucking chicken scratch to me. Looks like a big pile of shit. But I will say that it's iconic and it needs Chief Wahoo needs to stay. And obviously he's not, and there's nothing gonna change that. So there might be something where you're just gonna have either a lame block C and cursive letters. Or they're going to change the name. Because what else mm-hmm. are you going to do? You're going to have a yeah. cowboy. I mean, they tried for a little bit yeah. going with the cursive eye, and that did not get positive reaction. So uh, we'll see what they do yeah. next. But yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping they don't just keep blocks. I, I keep getting told by some boring. of our listeners. I keep getting told by some of our listeners that our podcast will cut in and out here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure why. Do you, do you hear that? Are they selling to you right, right now? Yeah. You sound perfectly like fine thing. to me tonight. Me too. You do too, but they're saying that it's like, I know on our first out. episode you had you went and cut out a little bit, but this time you sound great. So I'm hoping yeah. that if there is an issue, that the archived version at least is perfectly fine. Yeah. All right. I just figured I'd we throw that out there. Thoughts? If you no, I think we've pretty much destroyed that fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and to any listeners out there, you know, if you hear this and you want to call in, call in, and we'll and we'll talk about Chief Wahoo even if we're on another subject. So it's up to you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, we're looking forward to your calls. And if we are cutting in and out, sorry about that. But yeah, go ahead and give us a call. Um, and our our our, our numbers posted on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So yeah, and Brian, if you want to say it out loud, right now, eighty-three, eighty-six. I'll say it again. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yep. So, what, what are we talking about yeah, the NSU issue? Yeah. I mean, we kind of have to. I mean, it's a big deal. I'm the Michigan State. Obviously, is the school where Larry Nasser got his degree, and then he stuck around and did like a residency there. Um, and then obviously, uh, he is a absolute complete shit bag of a human being. And just got sentenced to 175 years in prison for the USA gymnastics sex abuse scandal. And Michigan State did not in, uh, inform authorities about some abuse uh, investigations that Nasser was under while he was at Michigan State. So uh, the Michigan State president resigned and the athletic director retired. And there yeah. may be more coming. So I just want to get your thoughts on this whole situation um, over at Michigan State, Brandon, especially since I know uh, they're probably not one of your favorite schools because of, I don't know, well, nobody really has that big of a problem against Michigan State. And they've, they're always I – mean, I, I think they're a little overrated in yeah. football sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, they, I mean, yeah. they've dealt yeah, with Let's hear what you have to say about them. Um. See, it's people like like Mark Hollis is the name of the athletic director, and from my understanding, he had 37 different sexual um, accounts reported to him, sexual assault reports to him that he did nothing with. And it's people like him that don't protect our women or men, anybody getting sexually assaulted, and they they open the door for just droves of, of of shit that could a big shit storm like this whole me too movement there's a lot of women out there that are posting that i was sexually assaulted i was sexually assaulted i was sexually assaulted and a lot of them probably were but then you got the it's also opens up the door for women to to kind of uh you know be hey me too i you know it, it's 
it, guys like this allow this to happen where you're basically guys can't even say you look pretty to a girl without being accused of sexual assault anymore. And this, it's because of guys like this who they open up this movement that is, is just based off false narrative. And uh, basically what I'm trying to say is there's plenty of good guys out there that handle sexual assault. And there's plenty of athletic directors out there who fire people for the right reasons and, but not him. 37 sexual assault uh, cases that he never even mentioned to anybody. He didn't, he didn't take any reprimand, any reprimand actions with any of these people. And he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't take any step forward to protect these women, these little girls in some cases. And, uh, you know, everything basically falls on people like him who don't report this shit and just let it keep going. Same with the Penn State. People didn't report it. And now you have lives that are ruined. And that what I what I was trying to get at with the with the Me Too movement stuff earlier, what I was trying to say is basically it caused this causes a domino effect where you get people that kind of get caught up in the moment where you have real sexual assault victims that finally get the courage to come out because they hear this shit. But then you also open the door for those those people that kind of need that attention and and they'll they accuse men of sexual assault by telling them that they look sexy one time in a locker room or something and you just cause this big shit storm and if everybody would just concentrate on at the you know the task at hand when he got those 37 allegations each and every single one of them should have been you know checked into people should have been fired you know author the proper authority should have been called but people are so worried about reputation and I think it's, it makes me sick to my stomach that those 13, 14-year-old girls uh, had to put up with that shit. And, they, and uh, you know, he was already he was already accused like after like a couple of victims. And then he was allowed to, to just abuse 140 women in total when this could have stopped 135 ago. You know what I mean? So I think uh, everybody that had any idea that this was going on in any way, shape, or form – whether Mark D'Antonio heard rumblings about it or Tom Izzo heard rumblings about it. If you, if you heard that this might be going on and you didn't say anything or, or take charge in this, then you need to be fired. You need to be shit canned. And, and I don't think that you should be able to be resign or, or be able to uh, retire. They're talking about Tom Izzo may retire in wake of the sexual assault scandals. And I think that they shouldn't be allowed to, they should just be fired. So if it comes out that these coaches knew that there was possibly some things going on because they heard through the grapevine and they still didn't call authorities to try and make anything happen for those girls, then he they need to be shit canned. And that's 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 my take on that. Um, well, I mean, do you quite do you understand, Brian, what I was talking about with the opening the door for not only the people well, that deserve a voice, but the people that are kind of trying well, to just the whole follow that movement, movement in general opens the door for people like that, not just yeah. some sick fuck. Um, I mean, you saw some girl accused of Aziz Azari of being like, uh, a, like that he sexually abused her when all they had was a bad date. Like literally she yeah. blew him like three times and then she didn't like it. So afterwards she said that, I guess, I guess what, I, what, I, what I was trying to say. Type of situation. Yeah. I guess what I was trying to say is that like these guys, when they, when they, not only they, when they sexually abuse, not only are they ruining these, these girls' lives, but they're, but they're, they're opening the door to ruin a lot of other people's lives when they, when they open the floodgates of these movements that bring out the false accusations, but they, all, ah. but, but they will, you get what I'm saying? But just that they exist guess, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, okay. just that they exist. They're opening, they're opening the door. Cause then, you know, the, the people like, so, so like, before I get accused of, of, you know, advocating sexual assault, like I am not at all. I think it's, I think rapists and child molesters are the lowest of the low people in this world. There's nothing worse than somebody that hurts and abuses the children. There's nothing worse than somebody that has to forcibly sex, get sexual, you know, pleasure from a woman. Uh, that being said, I, I, these movements breed false accusations with and, and and this guy like Nassar and these people that allowed this to to go on and build up just fuel the fire. So they're ruining lives of people that they don't even know because they're just they're opening the floodgates. That's basically what I'm trying to say. 
Okay. And I think some people will understand what I'm saying, and some people will probably be like, "What the fuck's he talking about?" So. Well, I'm, I think I understand yeah, what you're just, saying, but I'm fine with the Me Too movement because if how many people they were able to bring out into the open about stuff and with making women feel okay to talk about something that was to, yeah. Well, to me, it's an, it's an ultimate double-edged sword because on one hand, this Me Too movement has exposed scumbags like Harry Weinstein yeah. and all, and the entire Hollywood industry is just getting toppled, which is amazing to me because they're, oh, yeah. they're the they're ultimate they're the ultimate Trump's a, a bigoted misogynist pig and like they're the ultimate shove that shit in your face, but they're the ultimate pigs in this world and they're getting exposed. So, the, but the other side of the sword is you got people accusing other people of sexual assault over a bad date, like you said, or because he called me sexy and I, I felt uncomfortable. So he sexually assaulted me, you know what I mean? Or like he patted me on the back and I, I didn't want that. And I, and now I, I, now I fear being in the company of men, shit like that. So to me, it's like, yes, it, it brought out um, uh, an amazing side of Hollywood that nobody really knew just an utter disgusting side. But on the other side, it's ruining lives of people that, you know, just we're acting within normalcy in my opinion so yeah it's just uh at this point in time i feel like i'm scared to you know i'm scared to talk to women at sometimes just because i'm afraid that uh you know if i'm hammered i'm really never drunk anymore i barely drink but say i'm out with my friends having a good time and i tell a woman she looks good or something i'm afraid you know she's gonna fucking snapchat me telling her she's hot and then i'm gonna be on this Look at this pig Me Too movement fucking Snapchat video across the internet. You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's just it's ridiculous. So um but yeah, but as far as Larry Nassar, Mark Hollis, and that uh Luanna Simons, the other uh was the president university president, they all they all deserve what they're getting. And I hope that if D'Antonio and Tom Izzo knows what the hell happened or they at least heard rumblings and, and if they didn't pu- they didn't push to investigate it more. They deserve to be canned, shit canned. So mm-hmm. that's my opinion on that. I, yeah. I really, I, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. Yeah, I have one thing I did want to bring up was which is worse, this or the Jerry Sandusky thing at Penn State? And it's both Big Ten schools, by the way. It's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jerry Sandusky was worse because because it was little boys. It was little boys, and he actually, man, this sounds terrible, but he actually had like actual sexual intercourse with these guys, these kids, and he really took advantage of them and ruined their lives. Where I think Nassar wasn't most of his stuff just like when he was stretching them out, he was like touching their private areas and stuff like that. Yeah, he'd give them like super special physicals. Yeah. So I I don't want to say just touching your area. Like, please don't take that as. As I'm making light of the situation, but there's difference between that and actually penetrating a child. You know what I mean? It and Jerry Sandusky did this over a long period of time as well, and he ruined a lot of people's lives. And yeah, I think that was worse. I, I think it was worse because people actually walked in on that shit. It mm-hmm. was worse and didn't do it because. Yeah. yeah, people walking in the shower and seeing Sandusky in there hearing smacking sounds and seeing him there and when there with a little boy. And like people directly went to Paterno and told him about this and nothing happened to him. Or like nobody really witnessed uh, Larry Nassar doing this shit. You know, they just finally came out and, and exposed his ass. But, you know, I think he, if maybe there was some hearsay and nobody ever you know, did anything about it. But like Jerry Sandusky was literally caught red handed more than one time. And nobody did shit about it. So mm-hmm. that was worse. So, okay. yeah. What do you think? No, I completely agree. I think Sandusky's worse, but they, they're both complete fucking scum of the earth. We should make them fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a pay-per-view. Larry Nassar versus Jerry Sandusky fight to the death. Winner gets I'd rather have. Quickly. I'd rather have both of them. <laughs> in like a tag team match against Stipe Miocic and John Jones or something. Oh yeah. Just getting fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Luther takes a paddle with the ass. I don't want to see one of them like even have one moment of something positive happening because they win, you know? So no, I just, yeah. yeah you know, 
how about this? If they fight each other, the winner gets a bullet to the head. The other one dies slowly. <laughs> you know, they both get paddled <laughs> up the ass before they have to fucking fight. <laughs> so they're fighting with shit up their butt. It's ridiculous to even think about them not even being allowed to live after all this crazy shit. Terry Sandusky's like 104 years old, living the dream. You know, three hots and a cot okay. every night. All right, all yeah. right. Let's let's switch to something not as demented, but uh, <laughs> there's one other thing that we were going to talk about that was mentioned a little bit um, before we switch over to some gems and some rants and shit. But uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers' complete dysfunction. Uh, I don't know how much you've been paying attention to the NBA this year, but uh, Cavs had that nice stretch where they won like a shit ton of games in a row, and then everything has completely started falling apart. A lot of it since Isaiah Thomas came back. Uh, like, it seems like everybody's been piling on Kevin Love. Uh, LeBron, like reports about LeBron being pissed uh, that – they didn't make the right trades in the offseason. Um, you know, people going after Isaiah Thomas's defense. I mean, just you name, you name it. It's been weird. Like Derek Rose getting punished for taking a piss during a game. <laughs> um, so I just want to get your thoughts on what's going on in the, the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. So word on the street is there was an anonymous player on the team that said today, I think earlier today or maybe yesterday, and it's just coming out today, that it's the worst it's ever been. It's even worse now because there are some rumblings that uh, like they're out on the court after practice and D. Wade made the entire team stay out and basically address all their problems. And it was supposedly getting better and they all try to downplay everything. But this particular anonymous player basically saying that that's bullshit. It's worse than ever. And I guess uh, Isaiah Thomas has been had called out Kevin Love for uh, missing, uh, you know, part of a game for being ill and then missing a team practice. And he basically called him out for it. And there's dysfunction amongst the team. And uh, I, it's just like, it doesn't seem like Kevin Love really fits in with that, with that crowd in there. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, yeah, he is a white guy. He's in, he, I'm, you know, I'm the last guy to play race. You know that. I, I, I'm not a big race baiter. But Kevin Love is kind of your just normal white guy just trying to play some ball. He's not flashy. He just wants to play ball. He doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, political opinions. And he's on the team with very politically opinionated LeBron James. And he's also, you know, being, he basically has been told since he's got there that he's going to be the scapegoat because every time something goes wrong, it seems that LeBron – uh, likes to talk shit on Kevin Love, and he and Kevin Love has kind of taken on the new Chris Bosh role, where everything gets thrown on him. And uh, and it's it, it's it's sad to see because Kevin Love is a he's a talented player, and he's actually kind of I feel like he's held up to the hype for them. They got exactly what they what they paid for in him. They I don't, they didn't ex- they expected other things out of him, but they paid for a guy who's going to get double digit rebounds and, uh, or close to it and, you know, score 20 points a game. And he's about there. And if anything, mm-hmm. he's, his defense is either on par or slightly improved since he's been there. It's nothing. They didn't get him for his defensive prowess. You know what I mean? Like he, they got the player they wanted and he's performed up to those standards that they paid for. So I don't think you can blame anything on Kevin Love. And Kyrie obviously saw this dysfunction and he wanted to leave. A lot of people thought Kyrie was just bitching and being a pussy about everything and, uh, you know, wanted to be shining star and that he felt like he was overshadowed by LeBron. But at the end of the day, it's because LeBron is a suffocating teammate. He's the, he's the coach. He's the player. He's the GM. He, he's, he's annoying. <laughs> he, he, people don't like to play with this fucking guy. Unless you're his friend like D Wade and, and Chris Paul and all those that little fraternity of, of, of brothers they got going on there, um, you know. And before I get called racist, I, when I say brothers, I mean brothers like as in they think they're family. <laughs> you know how people like to twist words. So anyway, mm-hmm. like how they did with uh, Phil Jackson. So don't don't Phil Jackson my ass. I'm talking about brotherhood here. So anyways, they, that's the only thing. Those are the only players that like to play together. The dream team, you know, people are playing on Olympic team together, Mello and all those guys. But nobody mm-hmm. nobody else likes to play with LeBron. He's a fucking nightmare to play with. And that's why Kyrie got out of there. And guess what? He's still balling out in the Celtics jersey. And the Celtics are the best team in the East. 
And then they traded Kyrie for a five foot nine liability on the defensive side who's coming off a fucking hip injury. And then he comes back and he's only scoring like 16 a game. He's averaging like four assists. I mean, he can't play defense. He's getting jacked up at the rim, but he's, he's all his shit's getting blocked. He's a, he's nothing. He's not, he had an amazing year last year for the Celtics. It was just, I feel like it was just a one hit wonder year. And now you're, he's coming back to what he is. He's just a slash scorer. That's not going to be able to, you know, handle the ball handling skills up the, you know, drive to the rim. He has none of that. He doesn't have that game. So defensively, they're already bad. LeBron's a pretty decent defender. He's been his whole career. A couple of times he almost got defensive player of the year, but outside of LeBron, like who do they got in the starting five that's worth a fuck on defense? They were one of the worst defensive teams in the entire league. And that was how it was before Isaiah Thomas even got there. So now that he's there, they're still shitty. So you can't really blame it on Isaiah Thomas either. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. the Cavs just aren't that good. They're just not that good. And they're not going to win. They have. They are going to get swept by the, by the Golden State Warriors or the Houston uh, Rockets if they happen to make it to the finals. If they just happen to go on a little run and beat and beat the Celtics, they're going to get. Yeah, I don't think they beat the Celtics. I, I don't know. If yeah, they I don't beat, think like, they do either. The Raptors. Yeah, uh, for real. But say they say they finagle their way through the East and they and they make it. They're going to be beat up because they're going to have to really work their ass off to get through those those couple of series. But on the flip side, there is no there is they could not be the top five teams in the West right now. There's teams in the West that would smoke their ass, and I I can't wait till next next year. I'm I'm hoping because I like what Philadelphia has done with the core of their team. I think next year Philly's going to be even better, and they're going to be a threat. So LeBron, yeah, they got a winning record. He's on his way out. Yeah, but but they should honestly they have so much talent on that Philly squad right now. They they should be more than just a winning record. I mean, they should be a top three seed right now. They're just loaded with talent, and and they're underperforming as far as I'm concerned. If you ever look at the stat lines, all their stat lines are fucking amazing, but they just can't ever put a full game together. They're defensively shitty, so they got to work on their defense. But but for LeBron, as far as LeBron goes, I think he's got one foot out the damn door. He's about ready to fire Tyrone Liu, and he's about ready to go. And uh, I was watching Colin Cowherd earlier today, and he said that he has a little source that says that LeBron seems to be quite open to going to the Lakers. So there's a chance. I think there's a big-time chance that you see LeBron going to the Lakers or Houston. Um, You can see him going to Houston, Lakers, or San Antonio Spurs. Those are the three teams that I think LeBron could go to. I really do. A lot of people say they don't see him going to the uh, going to the West Coast because they don't want they don't think that he wants to deal with the West. He wants to go to he wants to build a super team in the East somewhere. Maybe go to the Knicks or 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 join like uh, maybe join Philly and Embiid and Ben Simmons. So uh, I don't know, but I think it'd be kind of cool to see him going to the Lakers and you know playing with ball and shit. I, I mean they got Kuzma and all the things and they're not they're improving defensively. The Lakers are. So uh, it'd be interesting to see where he goes, but I, I'm gonna tell Cleveland Cavalier fans right now that you're not gonna get LeBron for much longer. So brace yourself to be shitty again. <laughs> brace yourselves. Yep. Where the fuck are our callers? I'm waiting. <laughs> hey, we haven't had any tonight. It happens, and I keep hearing from people that they're having some issues listening live. But we'll find out when I get a chance to hear it afterwards. I hope that's not the case. Honestly. What are you hearing? Um, Ryan, what are you hearing? Oh, I just saw that Kyle Scaveland said something that he says like every 10 seconds there's a cut for – it cuts out for like five. So, I don't know. But I'm hearing yeah. you just fine. And the only time that we've ever had an issue before, I had I heard similar stuff like where you were cutting out a little bit. But you're not. So, I don't is know it, what's going is on. Is it just me? Is it just it, cutting out It might me? just be an issue with the broadcast itself. So I'm hoping that it just records fine, though. So, yeah, I'm really worried about the Cavs. I mean, the second LeBron's gone, they're going to go back to being complete shit. Um, I mean, when LeBron left the first time, they went from being a team that consistently challenged to win the East, even when they weren't a super team, just because they had LeBron. 
uh, and then like the next year they were complete garbage. And then like the next year after that, they ended up getting the first pick. They got the first pick in the draft back to back seasons because of how terrible they were before LeBron came back. Yeah. So, yep. I'm already yeah, bracing myself. On Anthony Bennett. They really oh, yeah. wasted on Anthony Bennett. <laughs> yeah, which was awful. Um, but uh, there was something. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Clippers traded uh, Blake Griffin today. So to the Pistons. So they yeah. might be trying to clear up space to get LeBron possibly. Yeah, I think they could be, but uh, I think they're also realizing that their, their ship has kind of sailed. Um, you know, they have Lou Williams tearing it up for them, but other than that, they don't really have any studs on that team. Their window to win the West vanished when Golden State kind of came together, even before they got Katie and uh, Chris Paul and, and uh, when Chris Paul's in his prime, he wasted his prime and in, in, for the Clippers and, it just didn't work out for them, and I think they realized that, so they're kind of in rebuild mode. However, um, the Pistons gave up way too much um, for Blake Griffin. They gave up, like, some pretty solid players and some draft picks, and uh, and I, I think that Blake Griffin is one of those players that has all the flash in the world, but he's never going to win you a title. You know what I mean? He, he's that mm-hmm. showman on the floor that's not really changing the game, but he's changing your, the way you're viewing the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. They gave up They gave up Avery Bradley. They gave up Tobias Harris, who's super solid. Both of those guys are solid players. And uh, uh, they gave up Boban and a future first-round pick. And that's not a big haul. The Pistons got Willie Reed with Blake Griffin. Willie Reed is a solid bench player <laughs> you know what I mean that you can kind of fill in I think they got somebody else like Bryce Johnson but they didn't get anything for him honestly and I think that Griffin is not the superstar that's going to change your franchise maybe mm-hmm. because get this okay get this Griffin already played with somebody like Andre Drummond Andre Drummond yeah. and Deion Jordan DeAndre Jordan is like the same player they're kind of like the same player they're DeAndre uh, Jordan may be a little bit more limited as a scorer, but they're still both, you know, they're not flashy. They're just big guys that can, you know, get the rebounds and get the blocks. And uh, so it's not like Blake Griffin's going into a situation that he already didn't have. He's basically just going to a a team built similar. And uh, I just don't see how the Pistons think that this is going to make any difference other than maybe filling some seats. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably and, what's uh, going to happen. I mean, he's an exciting player. He's a player people know because he's in commercials and all-star games, and he's always been really popular. So I'm thinking it's more just uh, a move to get fans to care more than them thinking that it's actually going to turn their franchise around. I mean, to me, Blake, gave, yeah. Blake Griffin has always just been he, – he's never been the guy he's been like the supporting guy on a team that was good. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, no, I'm okay. Sense. I think, yeah, I think that's enough NBA talk for now. So uh, let's just roll towards uh, the end here. We've got a couple less things we want to go over. We've got uh, some rants, I believe. I'm really looking forward to that. We have not had a Sharples rant in a while. So I want, I'm really <laughs> going to hear an angry Sharple's rant that I can clip and put on YouTube again because we haven't done that forever. So, uh, without further ado, it is the Sharple's rant of the week. Oh. Ah! You there, guys? You ready to hear this? This is my rant of this week, and it's huge. I am so getting fucking sick and tired i am so sick and tired of my entertainment getting hijacked by these fucking social justice warrior bullshit everything is political i can't just enjoy my fucking football anymore i can't watch the grammys and enjoy some awesome music anymore i can't listen to comedians anymore i can't listen to the fucking radio anymore i can't do shit 
anymore. There's no happiness in my world without having to hear somebody's opinion on political stances, uh, mainly about Donald Trump, our president of the United States. I can't even watch the Grammys without every five fucking seconds. Trump, 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 Trump. Uh, Trevor Noah. Oh, this song brings me back to a time when Trump wasn't president. Oh, cool, bro. You're from South Africa. Fuck off. I don't care what you think. For one, but when this song was out, you weren't even in America. Two, uh, I don't give a shit about every single song reworking their lyrics to talk about the DACA problem. I don't give a shit about that. I'm trying to hear music and hear these guys enjoy themselves. It doesn't seem like they're enjoying themselves when they have to basically shove their political views down my goddamn throat every two seconds. And when I'm on, you know, the couch trying to watch the television, um, I don't really care about freedom of speech when I'm trying to watch people hit each other and fuck each other up for my entertainment. I don't need to see you kneeling. And it's not because I have some amazing just bond with some patriotic, you know, intention. It's just that I don't really care about your views of shit that you probably don't even understand. You just want to kneel, okay? And you just want to be a part of that bullshit fucking Me Too agenda. It's not even the Me Too like sexual assault. It's like Me Too. I want to. Me Too. I want to bitch. Me Too. I want to. I want to act like I care. But none of these fucking people live their lives like they care. These these celebrities that shove this shit down my throat on on Grammys. Um, half of them treat their fans like complete ass. They talk lowly to uh, the peasants of, of the world that, you know, they act like they are the kings and we are the peasants. And that, But instead, they want to talk about openness and kindness and love, but they don't want to leave their gated communities. None, you don't see them strolling down fucking South Central LA to just meet with people and find out their problems. You know what I mean? You don't see all these people on the Grammys taking their fucking Bentleys down to South Central, walking through the neighborhood and knocking on doors and asking what they can do to help. You don't see that, do you? All you see is them tweeting and you see them posting on fucking Instagram uh, that they care, trying to act like they care, but they don't truly live their life like that. And and, and uh, that's what pisses me off the most is that they're just faking this shit and they're ruining my entertainment. And they're ruining my entertainment in sports, which I care almost... Outside of my children and my family, I love sports the most. That, that's what I have the most passion about. I love writing about sports. I love talking about sports. And I don't want to watch this shit anymore. And I'm getting sick of it. And, that's, and I know that there's people that boycotted the NFL. And I know that people are saying things of, along the lines of, well, you won't stand up for the national anthem when you're on your couch. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. You make a valid fucking point. But at the end of the day, it's not about the patriotism for me. It's more along the lines of you're interrupting my entertainment, causing a distraction. And, you know, you have Michael Bennett faking uh, a police brutality incident in Las Vegas and the media won't cover it. And you have all this shit that the media won't cover, but they will cover Donald Trump taking a shit if he does it the wrong way. They cover Donald Trump taking a fucking drink of water weird. But they won't cover the issues. And then you have the Grammys. You have Hillary Clinton. All these, all these fucking hypocritical elitist people that were at the Grammys, they love Hillary Clinton. And they love everything about Hillary Clinton. And they always bring her on and record her in, in, in Instagram videos. And, and they brought her on to read a thing about uh, out of this book, Fire and Fury, which is a, ba a Trump bashing book. And everybody was cheering for her. And I'm just like, you know this is the most crooked bitch in the history of the world. You know this, this is the woman that you do not want representing you as the first president of the United States that, that has female organs, okay? She... Allowed her husband to put a, have a cigar, put in he put a cigar in a 22 year old's vagina in the Oval Office. He fucking got blowjobs all over the place in the White House. And instead of having uh, the fortitude to get rid of him and divorce him from her life, she stuck by him and slut shamed all the women. And her flip flop flopping on issues and and uh, you know her, her her selling uranium to the fucking Russians. But nobody cares about that stuff because she fits their agenda and they shove that agenda down my throat when I'm just trying to enjoy myself. So I don't need them to praise Trump. I don't need them to talk about Trump at all. 
I would prefer them to not talk about politics when I'm trying to listen to music and watch sports. So if you don't agree with this, fuck off. I don't give a shit. I'm sick of it. And I hope that majority of you agree with this because I'm tired of getting my, my escape from shitty reality getting toxified by this fucking bullshit. So that's my rant for the week. Fuck the elitists. Fuck the famous people in Hollywood that want to just continue to shove Trump down my throat. And fuck anybody that agrees with them. Boom. All right, I'll step in. You, I thought it was going very well until you started ranting and raving about Hillary. Um, no, I can not ranting. She's part of their movement. Oh, I'm I'm the furthest from a Hillary supporter, but like blaming her about Bill Clinton throwing a cigar up a chick's pussy is, I don't know. It just felt weird to throw that part in there, especially with Donald Trump like paying off porn stars to not talk about their affairs. That's, shit, that's you know? the whole point of that, Brian. My whole point is people want to, they, all they want to do is constantly print in, in, in the press about Donald Trump and these hookers and stuff and how he's such a misogynist and all this other stuff. And then you have Hillary Clinton who literally slut shamed uh, women. Their husband stuck, stuck. A lot of people will get what I'm talking about. He stuck okay. you know, foreign right. objects and women <laughs> and, he, and they talk shit about Donald Trump. So I didn't want to make this a Trump, a pro Trump rant. I wanted to make this a rant about, I don't want to even hear anything about Trump or, or Hillary or anything. I want them to stay away from my entertainment. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. what I don't want to hear about dreamers and DACA okay. and all that shit. That, that, there's other platforms for that. Oh, yeah. I'm totally with you on that. Department. They're, I, they're I saturating. Of, they're, that's my escape, you know? Yeah. That is everybody's escape. Yeah. And they're saturating. They're saturating our world with negativity. And I'm tired mm -hmm. of it. So I, that's my rant for the week. All right. So, uh, well, I guess uh, we'll move on to the last but not least little bit is the Hems Gem section where I give out just some interesting stuff that I've been doing lately that maybe you want to check out. So without further ado. Wow, winning. All right. On this week's edition of Hems Gems, I'm going to go away from Netflix. I'm always going Netflix and telling people to check out Netflix stuff, but I have subscriptions to other things and, uh, I've been watching some Amazon Prime stuff lately, actually, and I actually highly recommend the first season of The Man in the High Tower. This is an alternate reality uh, TV series where the Axis powers won World War II. So the United States is kind of split in half. The East Coast is... Uh, controlled by Germany, Nazi Germany, and the West Coast is controlled by uh, Japan. And then there's like a little neutral zone in the middle. And it's it's fascinating. It's it's about uh, kind of the resistance growing against the Nazi and, and Japanese control, and Hitler's still alive. And I don't know, you should definitely check it out. It's really interesting. It's a unique take on stuff and uh, highly recommend it. And then uh, this is something that, I mean, everybody knows what this is, but uh, the I've been reading Watchmen, the original, like one of the best graphic novels, comic books of all time series that got turned into a movie, which was actually a pretty good movie. But, uh, but uh, I'm, I've been reading the, the Watchmen book and it is very good. I mean, it's a combination of graphic novel with like some, Storytelling bits included with, um, what do you want to say, like pieces of a guy's memoir of like a former superhero that was writing about the old days thrown in that's, that actually is relevant to the story. So it's very interesting. Uh, and if you haven't checked out the original Watchmen but, and you've only watched the movie, I think you should read it too. It's uh, honestly, one of the best uh, of all time. Uh, if you ever want to read any comics, this might be the one to do it. So I'll just throw that one out there as well. So those are Hems Gems this week. Sounds good. So, all right. So 
that should just about do it for this week's episode. Uh, well, not this week's because we're going to be back same time, same place on Thursday night. And we're going to be doing a big Super Bowl preview blowout special. So highly recommend people check in that episode out. We're really looking forward to it. Um, is there anything that you are looking forward to for that episode? I know we really haven't done a lot of planning for it, but is there anything you're looking forward to talking about? Yeah, man. I'm going to talk about why the Patriots are going to fucking blow out the Eagles. <laughs> That's what I'm going to talk about. And I'll go into in depth of why up, that's going to happen. I want to bring up like goofy ass uh, prop bets for Super Bowl because that's always the time of year where we get the best ones, like the craziest ones for the bets. Dude, I will I mean, make there, my there own literally have been like prop bets on will like specific person cry during the national anthem. You know, how many windmills is the guitarist from the who going to do on his guitar during Bob O'Reilly while that's playing? Like how long is the national anthem going to be from the, the singer? Like, there's just so many crazy prop bets that have nothing to do with the game that I can't wait to check out. So that that's probably one of the things I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> I'm going to make my own prop bets, and I'm going to take action on them. <laughs> that could be Should something, be too. We can, we can, we've got a couple days to prepare. So if you've got some, I want to hear them on Thursday's episode. So oh, yeah. That'll do it for tonight's show. Um, yeah. You can check us out. On our Facebook page, At Odds Podcast, we've got SoundCloud, At Odds Podcast, YouTube, At Odds Podcast, and of course, we are on Belly Up Sports. There's the Belly Up Sports Facebook page, and we've got uh, the actual Belly Up Sports website, bellyupsports.com. Any other uh, links or shout-outs or Twitter handles you wanted to throw out there? Yeah, uh, uh, we need to get the Twitter going. We, 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 We tweet a lot. We got a lot of things going on with Twitter. And we're, we're starting to study, build a base on that. And so it's at uh, Belly Up Sports, and that's at Twitter. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be having a new blog be done by tomorrow. So there's be a new blog awesome. by me done. Yeah, so add some more content. I know we got another blog from another writer going on there. Hemi, are you interested in writing something for us? Yeah, when I got time. I mean, there's just I'm writing for three other sites at the moment. So, I mean, if there's something that I'm really passionate about, that I want to write about, but I will, but it's just, the, the, it'll have to know, be the right. The great, the great thing about blogs is they don't have to be long. You know what I mean? They can be this quick mm-hmm. opinion pieces that you can toss together in you know, a half hour, you know, what, you know, whatever suits your, suits yourself. So yeah. But anybody, yeah, for me, I won't just blog to blog though. Like it has to be something that fires me up. I get that you. Makes sense. I know. That's what I did with that, uh, that, uh, Patriots blog. I the Patriots did. That, one. That, yeah. that, was, that was a good one. That, that was a good one. I out. I always, I just can't stand that shit. So I, I everybody that hasn't uh, already checked out that blog uh, at bellyupsports.com, go there and check out the blog tab. And there's a blog that I wrote about why America truly hates the Patriots. And it has to do with the fact that uh, it's, there's a lot of jealousy for success. So if you want to check that out, it really, it really is a good read. I thought, um, you know, there's some things I could have thrown in there, but I thought for the most part that uh, it's an interesting read for anybody, even people that aren't into sports. So, uh, but yeah, I'll get a blog out there by tomorrow and, uh, just go ahead and check us out on all those, all those handles. And, uh, you know, we're steady growing. I'm excited where we're at, uh, starting next month, I will be doing those videos where I'll be traveling to different restaurants and I will be traveling to different breweries and I will be smashing food and beer and talking to waitresses and <laughs> doing all kinds of cool shit. So I'm really excited. I have a lot of ideas that I've written down that to make it an entertaining. And I think that's where we're going to take off. So. Uh, we got some new guys joining us. We got another podcast that we just started for Belly Up Sports, um, uh, Bar Down Sports, and they're talking hockey and beer sports and just shooting the shit. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so, uh, yeah. You got anything else, Emmy? That should do it. Hey, do you got the Star Shooter song? I do. Is is that the one that. Yeah, yeah. I like to end on that tonight. We need, right. yeah, we need to, we need to end with some positivity here. All right, let's let's go with some bag raiders. Let's do this shit. Get All bags. right.